You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. 27-22 over the Packers. So that's what, their best win since 2016? Do we have to go all the way back to the 2011 Super Bowl? If you're a Giants fan, that's their best win since when? It's been a long time since we saw something of that magnitude. Four and one are the New York Giants. And the Jets, I mean, their first division win today against the Dolphins in three years. Jets hadn't won a division game in three years. First time they're over 500 since October of 2017. First time they're over 500 in general uh, since 2018. Uh, and I meant to say it's the first time that it's October and they're over 500 since 2017. Overall, it's the first time they're over 500 uh, since 2018. And back-to-back wins for the first time since 2020. So when <laughs> how bad have the Jets been the last couple of years where every week they do something cool? It's like, well, this is the first time it's happened in a long time. That's how bad the Jets have been the last couple of years. So Giants win, Jets win, Mets tonight, Bassett against Musgrove, and I'm excited for it. Winner take all game three. You win tonight, you face the Dodgers, and that'll be the third NLEs team to advance to the division series. So looking forward to that. Let's get to the phone calls, 800-919-3776. We start in Westchester with Austin. What's up, Austin? How you doing? Hey, how are you? Um I really love your show. I love your takes. And before I get to the Mets, I want to say I'm on my way back from MetLife. This was a huge win. It felt good. It was beautiful weather, and it was a division game. This was how football is meant to be played. It felt awesome. Absolutely. And uh, it's good for you to be able to watch that today. The first three quarters, it felt like at the end of – like as we're nearing the end of the third quarter – uh oh, here we go! Another Jets-like game. Uh-huh. You look good yeah. early. You, you you lose to a third-string quarterback, and we got to sit here tomorrow and rip the coaching staff and evaluate uh, Zach Wilson. Is he the guy? Having the same conversations we've been having for years, but uh, you know, you put together the the kind of fourth quarter you did, and all of a sudden it changes the tune uh, of what we're talking about. Real Jets fans never ever. Stop watching until the clock hits zero because we just have a <laughs> habit of screwing these things up. And they that offense today, they were having fun. You could see them. They felt like they were playing real football. And the, I haven't seen the Jets look like they were having fun in a long time. It was really yeah. great. I'll say the only thing that made me nervous, so Zach Wilson had one touchdown today, and it wasn't a passing touchdown. It was a rushing touchdown where he dived into the end zone head first. And it's one of those things where you celebrate it immediately and then right after you're like, please never do that again, Zach. Please. Yeah, I know. I know. (laughs) Everybody was saying that in the stadium as well. They're like, okay, Zach, I mean, thank you, but, you know, let's let's make it happen the real way. but uh, my, my question tonight actually was about the Mets. So I was at City Field in Queens yesterday. That was a great win. There was a lot of energy. It was a great bounce-back game, uh, seeing DeGrom pitch. But I am really nervous about how casual Showalter is with Edwin Diaz and when he throws him in a game. And I get it. They're must-win games. you got to take out every piece of ammunition you got. But putting him in in the seventh, all right, that's a little early for, you know, a shutdown closer. But then also 
putting him in in the eighth again, letting him do another couple of hitters. And I just, I know he's got to play him tonight if we're in a clutch situation, because if we don't win, it's done. But has Buck been a little bit too casual with Diaz? I I don't think so. And I appreciate the call, Austin. Thanks for chiming in. Uh, So last night watching that, I thought it was the obvious move to bring Edwin Diaz into the seventh inning. Because remember, so like the game ends 7-3, but you got to you gotta go back to what it felt like at the moment in the seventh inning. The Mets had a one-run lead, but, you know, every time the Mets took a lead, the Dodgers responded. And DeGrom, he was great last night, but he, he wasn't DeGrom, and we measure him to a different standard. So DeGrom was still great, but it, we're, we're just used to seeing a DeGrom that's unhittable. He did enough to win. So at that point where you're you're nursing a one-run lead, you're bringing Edwin Diaz, the hope is that your offense can do exactly what it did in that seventh inning where you get the two-run single and you add insurance. That's why you bring him in that early because, like you said, it is do or die. There, it, that's, the, that's the game. You know, we, save situations are, are defined the way that they are in the ninth inning, but technically that, that was the save right there. Right. Like if Diaz doesn't come in and you're you're trusting, you know, relievers so you just don't really have all that much faith in, in high leverage situations, it could backfire. So it was the right move. And I, I would say leaving him in there for that second inning. So now he gets to 28 pitches. You wonder about just not his availability tonight because he's obviously going to pitch, but just how how long he can go. Can he give you more than three outs tonight? I'm not sure, but it's it's something that you have to live with in the moment because you're fighting for your season, and and you're just taught to deal with it the next day. So I had no issues with how how Buck used Diaz last night and and tonight. Listen, the key for the Mets is, and you can say this about any team getting ahead early, but what we know about the Mets is no team in baseball this year was better at winning games when striking first than the New York Mets. They're now 82 and 16 when they score first big lead, a big home run for Lindor. And then, you know, that they were able to take care of business. The key for the Mets is getting to that Padres bullpen because Musgrove, if he doesn't have it, it's not like the Padres are just going to this well of just great arms. Padres bullpen, as we saw last night, not that great. They're at 14th in baseball in bullpen ERA. So the Mets have the firepower to to get to that bullpen. And the longer the game goes where it's close, it favors the team at home. To me, that's more complete. And that's the New York Mets. So I think that's the key tonight. More of your phone calls coming up. 800-919-3776. Reacting to both the Jets and the Giants getting wins today. Oh, I'm so excited. Looking ahead to first pitch between the Mets and the Padres. About 30 minutes from now, we're going to get that. Uh, get out to the ballpark with you right here on 98.7 ESPN so you don't have to go anywhere. Lots still to do in the final 20 minutes of the show right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. There we go. The results of the play is a touchdown. The result of that game was a victory for the New York Jets. And I'm excited about it. Three and two on the season. How about that through five games over 500? Vegas had the Jets before the season. Five and a half was the over-under. They're at three wins already. Feeling good as a Jet fan. 
feeling good. And another streak that ended today was the string of games in which the Jets trailed. So coming into into today, in the last 22 games straight, the Jets had at some point during, during those games trailed. 22 straight games where they trailed at some point during the game. That streak is now over. Welcome to the 2022 New York Jets. Javier in Brooklyn wants to chat. What's up, Javier? Hey, what's up, Ty? How's it going, brother? Oh, it's going pretty good, my man. Uh, it feels good when your team hangs 40 on a, on a divisional opponent. So I'm feeling pretty good today. Word, word. Yeah, so I, I just want to give a shout-out to ESPN. You know, I was at the game because I won some tickets thanks to you guys. Oh, wait, uh, so you, you know, was at the – meet Dave and all that. Oh, nice. How was the tailgate? Put me on. So I saw a video of Dave watching the Giants win yeah, uh, in the parking yeah, lot. He was watching the game. The company, the company set him up lovely. You know what I mean? The company came through just like they do. Uh, Yo, that, big, that up awesome. big up to the company. Yeah, yeah, big, big up to the company. Big up to the company. company. I got to meet some of them. You know what I mean? Big time fan out here. Uh, yeah, it was it was dope, man. Uh, I got to meet Rick, Peter, uh, Don. Don was there. That was dope. I got to meet Don. Yeah. So it was, That's it was good, man. Cool. Glad you enjoyed yourself. Yeah. Glad you enjoyed yourself. Thanks. So I just want to give a shout out to ESPN. Say thank you. You know, uh, love your show. Big fan. You already know what it is. Uh, let's go Jets. Let's go Mets. New York, baby. <laughs> we here, we here. Appreciate the call, Javier. That that was fun. I, I did see Jake Montgomery, who does an excellent job with our social media, posting some footage earlier today. Uh, Alan, Larry, Gordon, Peter, Don, Dave, and then Rick DiPietro hanging out at the game. So that's, that's cool uh, with the fans being able to chop it up with them and, and hang out and, and have a good time. And for Dave Rothenberg, my guy, how about that win? I, w- I was talking to him this week about this Giants-Packers game. I actually texted him during his show on, on Friday because I'm like, man, you sound you, – you don't sound like a team – like a fan of a team that's 3-1. and one. I think you have a legitimate chance to, to, to keep this one interesting. Now, I'm not going to say I, I predicted that they would beat Aaron Rodgers, but I just felt like because of the Packers struggling – when it comes to their rushing defense and Saquon being, I guess you could argue right now in the MVP conversation, it's it's early, but he's probably in that second tier of MVP candidates behind Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, and Patrick Mahomes. I just felt like because of the weakness of the Packers being able to be exploited by what the giant strength is, that this game could be close. Uh, once they went down 17 to three, wasn't feeling good. And I'm tweeting up, you know, love watching my guy Aaron Rodgers just destroy defenses. But shout out to the Giants. Got to give credit to them. The Packers scored zero second half offensive points. And Aaron Rodgers led offense. We're talking about one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, putting up zero offensive points in that second half. They scored two via the safety. But for the Giants' defense to come in there and shut them down in that second half, Lord have mercy, Wink Martindale. Giants, you guys have a legitimate coaching staff. You are winning games not based on talent. You're winning games on coaching, and talent has a lot to do with it. But it's really having coaches who can get the most out of what is on their roster. It's not the most talented team, not even close to being one of the most talented teams in in the league. But they play football the quote-unquote right way. They don't make a ton of mistakes. They understand what their limitations are. 
and they do what they do well. They run the football. They use Daniel Jones. In the first half, we didn't see him run at all. Then they unleashed him in the second half, and then that was trouble for the Packers defense. But got to give credit to the Giants because 4-1, and one, I mean, no one thought this would happen. <laughs> no one thought, even if you had the utmost respect and optimism because of Brian Dable and you know Joe Shane, you didn't see them winning four of their first five games. No chance you saw that, but that's what's happened so far. Giants, 4-1 and one on the season. Talk a little Yankees because it was announced today Garrett Cole is going to start game one of the division series slated for Tuesday at Yankee Stadium against the Guardians. Nestor Cortez will start game two, and then Severino is going to take the ball in game three. I'm not shocked by this. If you heard any of my show yesterday, I... This is something I think the Yankees had to do, and maybe not by merit, because I don't think there's any argument that Nestor Cortez wasn't the best pitcher for the Yankees this year. I think Nestor earned the game one start. I think he was, in fact, the best pitcher all season long for the Yankees. Severino, I would I would argue, like at his apex, is as a better pitcher than Nestor. Like if it comes down to those two guys. I think Severino's ceiling is a, is a little bit higher. He just has durability issues. But when he did pitch this season, he looked really good. Garrett Cole, I don't think it's just about the contract, 324 over nine years. I just think that psychologically, he would have taken a hit had he gotten demoted. Because that's exactly what you're, that's what you're doing if you're not starting him game one. You're demoting him. The Yankees didn't give him that big contract to not start the first game in the playoffs. He was brought here to be their game one starter. And I think that even though he's saying all the right things, you know, he's he's carrying himself the right way. Uh, when when he was asked about potentially not starting game one, I just think that I, I'm looking at a guy who would have taken a psychological hit. Had he not been had he not been given that start, and I try to really you know refrain from psychoanalyzing because I think it's like goofy sometimes where we we measure immeasurables like heart and wanting it more and 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 leadership like sometimes it gets a little goofy, but I just from watching Garrett Cole this year, seeing how sometimes he could be overwhelmed by certain emotions that are self inflicted. It just doesn't appear to me that we would have gotten Garrett Cole at his absolute best had he been demoted. And for any Yankee fan out there who's upset with Nestor not getting the game one start, I understand. But here's the reality. The path to winning a championship that has to go through Cleveland, presumably Houston, and then whoever wins the National League, and I guess right now the odds would be on the Dodgers or the Braves, so two excellent teams in addition to the, the, the Astros. If the path to winning a championship is that one, I don't think that you realistically can get there without Garrett Cole being awesome. So it's been frustrating to watch him not perform well. It, it's been very frustrating. And to see it be rewarded with, starting game one but i just think that let's turn our attention now to just hoping and praying 
this guy can go out there and shut down Cleveland because that's not some high octane, high powered offense that we should be afraid of. The Yankees should absolutely win this series. They're heavy favorites to win it. And not that Vegas is the end all be all, but on paper, this is not a series that we should be, you know, shivering about. The Yankees should win this series. And it was announced today that Garrett Cole is going to get the start. It was also announced that Araldis Chapman just decided to punt on the Friday workout. The Yankees had a workout. He was slated to throw batting practice. And I guess there was it, it looks like there was no, it wasn't, you know, definitive that he was going to be on the postseason roster. So these workouts turned out to be pretty important. And he just didn't show up. He just didn't show up. And that's unacceptable. So he's not going to be on the roster. And it's a blow because this bullpen this bullpen closer by committee isn't one that I feel comfortable with because you're just asking a lot of guys in high leverage situations to go out there and perform. And every every given day, we, we don't know who the guy is going to be. So that's what that's what you have from the Yankee standpoint. Meanwhile, the Mets look to advance the division series. Game three, slated tonight. Chris Bassett against Joe Musgrove. The Giants took care of business. They're four and one. The Jets took care of business. They're three and two. The Mets, time to take care of business so New York City can have a party tomorrow. We send you out to City Field. Game three of the division or of the wild card round, Mets Padres coming up right here on 9870 ESPN.